Do you feel like motherhood is mundane? A lot of mornings you wake up feeling like you lack joy or purpose. Do you also want to invite God into your mom life, your marriage, and your life in general, but you just don't know how? Do you feel tired, like you have no time, and you're always putting yourself last? Hi, I am Jill Warball, a Christian mom life coach, and I'll be showing you each episode how to make time for you, your relationship with Jesus, and others. I'll teach you how to grow with God and apply His Word to your everyday life. And most importantly, I'll be cheering you on each week, reminding you that you do have purpose and that you are worthy of a great future. You can find satisfaction in motherhood. I'm going to show you that you can live intentionally with less stress, more joy, all while serving God and others. So grab your Bible and get ready to be transformed. This is the Faithful Mama Podcast, a place where we learn to fill up on Jesus so that we can pour into others. Listen in. Looking to give your child a well-rounded education while ensuring positive socialization opportunities and their ability to succeed in life? Consider joining Classical Conversations community and homeschooling alongside local families. Led by a trained licensed director, families learn through Classical Conversations proven Christ-centered curriculum together in a community. With locations in all 50 states and over 50 countries, there is bound to be a community near you. To find your community today, visit classicalconversations.com forward slash faithful. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? I am doing well, Jill. Thanks so much for having me on with you today. Yes, I'm excited to have you again. Um, Last time um, you came on, it was just really cool to have you talk to the moms just about um, just the worldview and a biblical, first a biblical worldview for our kids. And I think that was a really special episode. Um. And so I'm excited to talk today about talking to your kids about God. Mm. And um, so I think that sometimes as parents, you know, we think, oh, like what if I just pray with them at night, you know, is that good enough? Um, Mm. I tell them there's a God. You know, all the things that we kind of, we have so many questions as parents. Am I doing this right? So um, I think that what you do is awesome and I'm really excited. Um, So my first question, and I think a lot of moms want to know, is your take on how do we best talk to our kids about God? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really important concept to think through. You know, as you mentioned, you know, moms are really busy and they might be, you know, praying with their kids at night and, you know, reading them a Bible story before they go to bed. And if you're doing that, first of all, that's wonderful (laughs) um, that you are investing that time. And as with anything, we want to make sure that our kids know 
the truth. You know, when we think about building a relationship with our kids, we want our kids to know the real us and we want to know the real version of our kids. And it's similar with God that we want our kids to know the true God, the one God, the only God. And as we think through, okay, so how are our children going to get to know God? Doing those things like praying together, reading scripture, those are important. And how has God revealed himself to us? You know, God has has revealed himself to us in two way, main ways. You know, one way he's just generally revealed himself to all humans through creation. You know, Psalm 19 says that the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim his handiwork. And so we can look out in creation and we can see some truths about who God is. And then when we want to specifically know who God is, we look to the second form of revelation, which is the Bible, that the Bible reveals who God truly is. And so as I'm working with moms, especially moms that are working with little kids, I say it's really important that as we're reading scripture with our kids and as we're having them memorize scripture, that we're actually pointing them to verses that talk about the truth about who God is so that as they're coming to know him, they're coming to know him as he truly is, not as they imagine him to be, or as our culture says he is, or as they want him to be, but as he truly is. So that's where I would say the starting point is for any parent wanting to teach their kids who God is. That's awesome. So, you know what I should, some people may have not listened to your last episode. Um, and I should have started off with this. Why tell them Elizabeth kind of how you equip moms? Um, what I didn't start off by saying what you actually, Yeah, well, that that might have been the best way to go because sometimes, you know, if people don't know who I am, it's not really exciting to find out who I am. But if we can talk about the truth about who God is, that's important to all of us. Um, But yes, so for those of you who didn't listen to the first episode that I was on, my name is Elizabeth Urbanowitz. And oddly enough, even though I'm being interviewed on this podcast for moms, I myself am not a mom, that I am single, I do not have children, but I spent the first decade of my professional career as an elementary teacher in a Christian school. And so if you can't tell from my voice and just the way that I'm talking, that I do love working with children. Um, I love getting to interact with kids and teach them the whole truth about who God is. And several years into my teaching experience, I was teaching third grade at the time, and I noticed a problem that my students came from these great Christian homes. I was giving them a biblically based education all day long, and most of them were fairly involved in church, yet they were rapidly absorbing ideas from the culture without any question. And so seeing that need in my students, that sent me on a journey of looking for materials that I could use with them to equip them to think critically and biblically in any and every situation. And when I couldn't find materials that I did what I wanted them to do and what I needed them to do, I just started creating my own resources, never with any intention of turning it this into a career, but just with the intention of equipping the children God had placed in my care. And when those um, who were around the kids in my class saw the transformation in their lives as I began to equip them to think critically and biblically, people from all over the country started calling me and just saying, Elizabeth, how can we get our hands on what you're doing? And I was like, you can't. I'm a third grade teacher. I'm not a Christian publishing house. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) after years of receiving those requests, the Lord made it clear that it was time for me to get some further training. 
and then to actually equip others. So I went back to school while I was teaching, got a master's degree in Christian apologetics from Biola University. And halfway through completing that degree, I stepped back from the classroom to start Foundation Worldview. And we are a ministry that specifically is designed to equip Christian parents um, and those who are in, you know, Christian adults in a children in a child's life with the tools that they need to get their kids thinking critically and to understand the truth of the biblical worldview. So the primary way we do that at Foundation Worldview is through curriculum, um, which is just print and and play um, so that we can equip anybody, any busy parent with the tools that they need to get their kids thinking critically. I love it. Okay. So that is why we have Elizabeth on to tell us how to talk to our kids about God God today. (laughs) So um, I think this question is probably the question because uh, this next question, I think sometimes adults even struggle with this question that Mm. like about how they view God. So Mm. as we get, get older, there's like mean God versus good God, right? Like, is God a mean God? Because, Mm. you know, is he judgmental God? Is he so, so it's, it's hard for adults to even wrap their minds around it, let alone talk to their kids about, about it, because sometimes we don't know how to, um, I guess, give them the, a balanced view of who God is, right? Like he's both good. He's never, he's not mean, he's all love, but you know, there is a judgment piece of, Mm. of it. So how do you, um, kind of help moms through how they themselves view God and how to mm-hmm. teach our children. Like it, God isn't a mean God. God is a good God because I think a lot of kids struggle is God mean or is God good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're hitting on something important there that it's really important for us to root our kids understanding of God in scripture, because that's how God has revealed himself to us. And you also hit on something really important that we can't just pull out one of God's attributes and teach it as if it's the only attribute of God, you know, that God isn't broken up into little parts and, you know, part of God is kindness and part of God is eternity and part of God is faithfulness, you know, and part of God is justice that that God is all just God is all good. God is all faithful. He is completely eternal. But what we do at Foundation Worldview, we that we try to equip parents to do, is to really think about two different types of attributes of God. And the first type that we equip parents to to think about and help their kids think through is what theologians have called God's incommunicable attributes, or the attributes that only God has. And so what we start out by doing is we start out by step-by-step equipping parents to teach their kids about these attributes that only God possesses. Because as human beings who are both created in God's image, but have also been affected by the fall of mankind, we naturally view God through the lens of who we are. And so, as you said, you know, kids will either think like, oh, is God, you know, kind or is he mean? Because you know, we have some kindness, we have kind moments and we have mean moments where we want to teach our kids, you know, no, we're not supposed to look at God through who we are. We're supposed to understand who God is through what he has revealed in his word. So we go through and we one at a time teach kids some really big truths about 
God. For example, we teach the truth that God is self-existent. God has no cause. And this is a really big truth because we are not self-existent. We had a cause. You know, we all had a mom and we all had a dad and we needed them in order to exist. And so what we'll do is we'll play a game with little kids and we'll say, okay, we're going to tell you about something. And when you hear about this thing, you know, if this thing is self-existent, if it has no cause, we want you to spread out your arms wide. And then if we tell you about something that is not self-existent, that has a cause, we want you to to cross your arms like an X. And so then we give them things, you know, think about a tree. Is a tree self-existent? Has it always existed and has no cause? No, a tree grew from a seed. It is not self-existent, you know, and then we'll look at a baby. Think about a baby. Is this baby self-existent? Has it always existed? It has no cause? No, a baby needed a mommy and a daddy in order to begin. And we'd go through lots of different things. Then we talk about God. Is God self-existent? Does he have no cause or did something cause God? God is self-existent. He's the only being in the universe that is self-existent and has no cause. And so we teach kids these big truths. And then after we teach these kids, these big truths about attributes that only God has, we then go into what theologians call God's communicable attributes or the attributes that he invites us to reflect. And then we talk about how, you know, we're never going to reflect God, these attributes of God perfectly, but God invites us to reflect them. So we talk about things like God is wise, God is faithful, God is good, God is just, God is merciful. And we talk about what that looks like for God and then what it looks like for us. For example, you know, with the... Um, attribute of justice. This is one that we sometimes have a hard time understanding because as humans, we don't always live out justice perfectly, that we treat others unfairly, that we treat them unjustly. But we talk about God is a good God. And so his justice is always good. God always does what is right. And part of that is punishing sin. And so we teach kids these attributes so then they get a well-rounded picture of who God is. That's awesome. Honestly, like even an adult, this is even good for an adult. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Actually, as we were writing these materials for this attributes of God curriculum, I was thinking, you know, I think if we as adults understood some of these attributes, we would have a better understanding of concepts like mercy and grace and forgiveness, you know, because I just think of how many times I've heard friends or different people in my life, you know, talk about some, you know, sin in their past and just say, you know, I, I know the Bible says God has forgiven me, but I just am struggling to believe he's forgiven me. And I think that's because we are viewing God's mercy and his grace through the lens of our mercy and our grace. You know, when I forgive someone, yes, I do have to make that choice in the moment to forgive them. But my forgiveness is something I have to choose day after day after day, because I remember that sin or that wound that hurt, you know, every day of my life. And I have to continually choose to forgive that person. And sometimes, you know, I sin against them and I, I do not live out that forgiveness. But if we understand God's character, one of the, um, attributes that only God has that we teach kids. It's a big word, but we say that God is immutable. God never 
changes. You know, we're constantly changing in so many things. You know, we're changing and we're growing and we're learning and, you know, our mood changes, you know, sometimes day to day, sometimes hour to hour, moment to moment, but it's not like that with God. He's immutable. He never changes. And so then we connect that with God's mercy and God's grace and say, you know, our forgiveness, our mercy, our grace, it's, it's changing because we're changing. However, God is immutable. He never changes. So when he says that he has forgiven us, that through Jesus, you know, because Jesus bore God's wrath on our behalf on the cross, when God forgives us, that is unchanging. God doesn't ever change that because he is unchanging. So I think even understanding some of these attributes as adults is really helpful for us as we work out our faith. Yeah. It's funny, as you were kind of talking about it, I was thinking how often in the morning when I sit with God with my coffee and I journal and I, and I'm like, oh, you know, I am so sorry, Lord, that what I did did not reflect you in this situation. And every day you feel like you fall short when you, Mm. when you sit there with the Lord. But then as you're saying, well, you can, you don't have all the attributes of God. Only God has all these attributes Mm. that are perfect. You're never going to reflect all the attributes because he doesn't have the, he does, he has more attributes than you have. Um, even the ability to, right. to have, you know, you don't have the, the, the ability to have the same attributes of God. So just in the contrast of thinking, wow, you know, telling my kids things like these are the attributes, but he's not, he, he's still different than us. Like in some ways mm-hmm. we can glorify him, but in other ways we're never going to be able to, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. It makes the beauty of the gospel (laughs) even more stand out, even more beautifully when we understand that. Yes. And it's like, because I don't want my kids to live with that shame and that guilt that sometimes I do, you know, Mm, that I can't. That's why I said, this is good for adults. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So is there like a list of attributes? Is there like, are there, is there a finite amount of attributes of God or, or at least attributes that we've discovered, or is it biblically every attribute listed? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, you know, even in scripture, we're told that the secret things belong to God, you know, so there are things that God has not revealed to us that we, you know, just will never be able to understand. And even though we can't fully understand God, we can still know him. And so what we did in researching for this is we did not, in our Attributes of God curriculum, we do not include every possible attribute of God. (laughs) Um, But what we did is we read through about 10 different theology textbooks and just looked at how different theologians, um, categorized and explained attributes of God. And then what we did is we pulled out 15 common attributes that we found in every single theology text we looked at. And so this is not an exhaustive list, but when we teach the attributes that only God has, actually throughout the whole curriculum, our format is we'll teach two attributes and then how we should respond to those attributes. So in the section where we go through attributes only God has, we teach that God is self-existent, that God has no cause. Then we teach that God is self-sufficient. God doesn't need anything outside of himself. And we say the way we should respond to this is we should worship God. Then the next two attributes we cover is that God is eternal. He has no beginning and no end and that God is infinite. He has no limits. And we say, based on these attributes, our response should be, we should trust God. 
And we go through the fact that God is immutable. God never changes. And God is omnipotent. He is all powerful. And we say that we should respond to God by obeying him. And then the final two attributes that we cover that only God has, not that they're the only attributes, but we say that God is omniscient. God knows all things and God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. And we say then our response to that should be, we should seek God. Um, Then when it comes to the attributes that God invites us to reflect, we cover that God is wise. He always knows and does what is best. He is faithful. He always keeps his promises. And we say the way we should respond to this then is we should believe God. Then we cover the fact that God is good. He always acts kindly toward his creation and he is just, he always does what is right and he punishes sin. And the way we say that we should respond to that is that we should submit to God. Then we cover that God is merciful. He does not give us the punishment that we deserve and he is gracious. He gives good gifts to us when we deserve punishment. And the way we say we should respond to that is that we should thank God. And then the last two attributes we cover is that God is love. God always gives of himself and God is holy. He's perfect, exalted, and set apart. And then the way we should respond to that is we should fear God. And we explain in that lesson, we have the kids make a face that they make when they're afraid of something. And we say, this is not the face of what it means to fear God, that to fear God does not mean to be afraid of him. It means to understand who he is and to respect him because of that. Um, So that's how we, we outline those attributes. As I said, it's not an exhaustive list, but those are some really important attributes and attributes that are very clearly outlined in scripture. That's awesome. That's amazing. So, um, with that being said, um, I would like the mamas to know that, so you create curriculum, obviously, to kind of teach our kids and they can pick up um, this curriculum from your website. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Okay. Um, So is there like a favorite thing in this curriculum that you love about it? Like, I mean, obviously the information we're giving the children, but I mean, is there like a piece of it that just makes it? special to you or that you feel like it's really special for the kids? Mm. Well, what I really love, you know, what I was passionate about as a teacher were several things. One, you know, really loving my students well and getting to know them and then loving them through understanding how God had designed them and making sure the way I was teaching them aligned with God's good design. And so obviously when we're talking about curriculum where there's a video, you know, when I'm teaching through a video, I can't actually get to know the kids. Um, you know, so that my favorite part of teaching is not involved there. I do hope that the kids feel like they get to know me, but you know, I can't get to know all of them. But my second favorite part of teaching is what I really love about this curriculum is that we really seek to look at, okay, so we're designing this curriculum for kids four on up, you know, so for the younger ages of kids saying, how did God design them to learn? And especially when kids are between the ages of four and seven, their bodies really need to be involved in learning because, you know, you just think of like a four-year-old or five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, you know, they don't have a whole lot of um, fine motor control yet. And, you know, like they have big feelings and they 
they have big movements. And so in every lesson of this curriculum, as we're teaching kids these big truths about God, we're involving their bodies, you know, and we're having them stand up and sit down and say things loudly and say things quietly and, you know, move their arms to the right and to the left and make different motions. And so I just love that we're able to teach kids big truths about who God is to root it all in God's word and do it in a way that aligns with how God designed their bodies and their minds to learn best. Oh, that's so cool. I know how that feels. I homeschool. Mm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my, my five-year-old and my three-year-old have a very hard time sitting. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a great idea. Um, the other thing is Uh, that I wanted to ask is like some moms that listen, they're homeschool moms. So this is great for them. They don't really question like, well, how long does this take? But what about the moms that work that their kids, they want to teach their kids more about God because they don't necessarily Mm -hmm. get it at school. How, how long would it take to do like each lesson or how is it in like bite-sized pieces or how is this kind of done? Yeah, good question. So this curriculum, it's designed to be done once a week at your own pace. So with this curriculum, there's 25 lessons in it. And each teaching video lesson is somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes. It's usually closer to the 15 minute range just because we're also keeping kids' attention spans in mind. So if you have 15 to 20 minutes once a week, you can do these video lessons. With each lesson, we do include what we call an activity sheet. And we have a little bit of a coloring sheet and we have some activities for the kids to do and games to play. That is all supplemental in that you don't have to do it, um, but it is provided there for you. And so if you decide to go through that activity sheet and the game, it should take somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes. So we're talking maximum at half hour to 35 minutes once a week, because we know that whether you're a homeschooling family or a family that sends your children to a public or a private school, you're very busy because raising children is just a very busy time in life. And so what we say at Foundation Worldview is we want to design materials that fit into your box so that you don't have to fit into ours because we know that every family is unique. That, that is, can I tell you, like you are filling in such a gap because I myself decided that God had called me to homeschool because I really mm-hmm. felt like he spoke to me in if, do, do you want someone else teaching your children about me or mm-hmm. do you want to be the one to teach them about me? And that's what made me make the decision to homeschool. So this gives these moms that just, they just can't homeschool. Like they have to work, Mm -hmm. you know, it gives these moms a chance to still be the ones to teach their children about God and, Mm -hmm. and be able to work and have that calling on their life to be the one that has that, that, you know, that nudge in their heart. Like you (laughs) need to be the one to teach them about me. I don't, you know, they don't want someone else. I didn't want someone else teaching my that's a special thing, you know, and I wanted them to, I wanted to be the one to do that. So you are filling in such an amazing gap in this world for a lot of moms and even dads that, you know, feel like I want to be the one to teach my kid about who God is. So yeah, well, God is gracious and that he gives us all different responsibilities within the body of Christ. And it's funny when people find out that I'm single, they're always trying to set me up with people. And it's not that I wouldn't like to be married one day, but I'm like, don't be so fast to do that. You know, right now in the 
you know, being able to create these materials for other parents, I'm like, if I were raising my own children right now, I would not have the time to do this. You know, exactly. so slow down. Don't try to marry me off too fast. Right. Exactly. <laughs> God knows he needs you to do this right now. But just thinking <laughs> about like, even like you probably, like just even the way that you speak, you just, you just teach in such an eloquent way in a way that a parent might not be able to. But then the parent gets to play these games with them afterwards and talk to them about it afterwards and know what they're learning. And, Mm -hmm. and as they go on with their week, just driving in the car, like, oh, like, like, because I am a homeschool mom, we say a little breakfast benediction. And at Mm -hmm. one part of it says, we don't have to hurry. We don't have to worry. We can trust our friend Mm -hmm. Jesus and share his love with the world. So whenever, like, like something just happened the other week, it was about three weeks ago. And I was like, we got in the car and we were running late for something. And I was like, usually it's going super mode. Like, Oh, we got to hurry. And it was like, <laughs> and I said, and I was like, no guys, we're going to take a deep breath. We're not going to hurry. We're not going to mm-hmm. worry. We can trust our friend Love Jesus. That. So we, we ended up passing somebody that w- were supposed to be going to the same place we were going. And so I called them and I said, what, where are you going? And they said, Oh, it's this way. It's not at the church. It's at this church. And I'm like, guys, do you realize that if we had been hurrying, we may mm. have not have passed them. Like huh. God, we can trust God and, oh. and, and believe what it says. So it was such a powerful moment. And you can only have those if you know what your child is learning about yes. God, you know? Yes. I love that. Out, yeah. To kind of pick out, you know, Oh, do you remember this week we talked about that and look, now mm. we can see it here in this situation. So it's just so special what you're doing, Elizabeth. I absolutely adore what you're doing. Um, so um, is there anything else about the attributes of God um, curriculum that you wanted to mention before um, we close out? Just to encourage parents, you know, one thing we say at Foundation Worldview is that, you know, to parents is you don't need us. You know, we're here if our resources are beneficial for you and we love to get used in that way, but you don't need us. You know, you have God's word and God's word is sufficient. So I would just really encourage parents, you know, whether what I've just shared in this podcast, you know, sounds wildly exciting or whether it sounds incredibly dry. Um, You know, if we're wanting to raise up children who faithfully seek and serve Jesus, we really need to ground them in a biblical understanding of who God is. So they know who this God is that they should be seeking the rest of the days of their life. So that would be my encouragement to parents, you know, that just to realize, you know, whether you come to us at Foundation Worldview or you do this at your on your own, you know, just make sure that you are doing this, that you're grounding your kids in a biblical understanding of who God is. Yeah. Great, great, great advice. Okay. Um, is there, well, I always say, you know, if there's one thing that they want them, if you want people to remember, what would that be? But that kind of was it. <laughs> um Am I right? I mean, is that what you would say to just remember just to ground your kids and who the, who the Lord says he is? 
Yes, that would be my encouragement. And just to also put it in perspective that, you know, we live in this amazing society that, you know, it's not perfect. There are things that need to change. There are evils that are being done. But, you know, by and large, we live lives that are pretty safe and our children live lives that are pretty safe. And I think one of the ways that Satan as our enemy really traps us is not necessarily getting us as Christian families involved in just grotesque evil, but just keeping us so busy that we lose sight of what the most important thing is. So just, you know, as you shared with, you know, that we don't have to hurry, we don't have to worry, you know, we can trust Jesus to remember, you know, what the main thing is, is that we want to raise up children who know and love and trust Jesus. And our lives are going to look vastly different than the lives of those around us if that is our main goal. So it just really encourage the parents, you know, just make sure you're keeping the main thing, the main thing, and don't, you know, be deceived by the enemy into thinking that you have to be on this hamster wheel to nowhere. Yeah, so true. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Um, well, why don't you let them know where they can find you um, and all the places that they can find you and any resources you might want to share with them? Yes. Well, the name of my company is a, a long name, but it makes sense because my name, Elizabeth Urbanowitz, is a very long name. Um, so <laughs> the name of the company is Foundation Worldview. So if you can remember Foundation Worldview, you can go to foundationworldview.com. That's where you can find all of our curriculums. You can find other resources. We have a book club where we recommend titles um, and worldview questions of books for kids of different ages every month. We also have podcasts, webinars, blogs, things like that. So if you go to foundationworldview.com, you can find out all about those resources. Awesome. And then you're also on Instagram, aren't you? We as a company are, I know nothing about social media. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm so grateful for someone who does that. But yes, our company foundation worldview is on Instagram. So you can find us. I think the handle is foundation underscore worldview. <laughs> okay, great. I follow you. That's how I know. Well, I follow oh, the great. company. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I would love to have you close us in prayer. Mm, I'd love to. Thanks. Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for revealing yourself to us in your word and in creation that you haven't kept yourself hidden. Lord, um, I just pray for all of the busy moms and maybe even dads who are listening to this podcast. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them, that you would strengthen them, that you would ground them in your word, that you would remind them that discipling their kids, raising them up, um, in your word is the most important thing. And I pray for all of the, the little kids, the faces, the hearts and minds that are represented by those listening to this podcast. Lord, we ask that you would draw these children to yourself, that you would show them that their sin separates them from you, but that they can be reconciled to you through the life, death and resurrection of your son, Jesus. We love you, Lord, and pray all of these things in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Elizabeth, so much again for coming on. I love chatting with you. And yeah, guys, if you want to follow um, their Instagram, foundation underscore worldview or foundationworldview.com for all their resources. Hey, mama. I know you're like me and you want to be the best mom. You want to show up. You want to be who God intends you to be. I love the verse, the Proverbs 31 woman, that she is clothed in strength and dignity. Let me tell you, I did not wake up that way. I used to wake up so tired and overwhelmed and impatient 
And then someone told me about these supplements. She was telling me I'd have more energy and I'd feel less overwhelmed and that it would help with anxiety and bloating and stress. I pushed her off for a while and then finally I was like, I am so done feeling this way. So after two months of trying it, I stopped taking naps. I started to realize I was sleeping better. I started to recognize I wasn't as overwhelmed in really overwhelming situations. I honestly finally felt clothed in strength and dignity. So I do the the full gut health system called the Triplex. And um, if you are friends with me on Instagram, it's jill.faithfulmama. You can take the health quiz and see if it's right for you. Honestly, it changed everything for me, my physical health, my spiritual health, my mental health, and I know it can do the same for you. So head over and take the quiz if you're interested and message me and DM me anytime. Thank you so much for listening to the Faithful Mama podcast, a place where we fill up on Jesus so we can pour into others. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to head over to the ratings and review section. And if this is something that you know will touch another mama's heart, please share it with her. And as always, stay faithful.